Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. reminders before we get into this week's episode. Uh, The first one being that we are celebrating our five-year anniversary, and with that, we have a sale going on on our website, thecritshowpodcast.com, where we are having 10% off of our shirts and 15% off of two or more shirts, and that includes all of the Patreon shirts that we have taken out of our vault. Uh, So we've got some very cool designs up on the site that will go away again at the end of May. Uh, Also, for those of you who probably right now are dealing with Gen Con because it went live about two hours ago, we do have the information for our live show if you were going to be there. It is the Saturday of Gen Con at the Indiana Repertory Theater, and that is going to be at 8 p.m. Eastern. We will have the RSVP site up very soon. And the costume theme for this year is Beach Episode. Any character from anything we've done, just, you know, on a holiday out on the beach, having a good time. You do not need to get a ticket from Gen Con for the live show. You will simply RSVP once we have that link live on our website. The live show is free, but we are setting up a thing. Uh, People have asked in the past if they could help donate to it because it's just a cost that we eat of the venue and the food and the drinks and stuff that we bring. Uh, So you will have the option when you check out to make a donation if you would like to the cost of the live show. And then lastly, with our anniversary, we have got just a few more days for you to submit for the Crit Show Creations Contest. Again, you can tag us on Twitter. You can send that to us physically. Well, probably at this point, you can't unless it's already <laughs> on its way. Um, or you can email it to us at the cast at com, and we will announce those winners next week. We will draw five at random and they'll get a big old box of goodness just nature's harvest not necessarily like granola bars (laughs) or like fresh vegetables is what it sounds like but just the things that we harvest from my closet where all of the which is part of lives we're all kind of part of nature if you think about it yeah (laughs) it's time to get into the episode this isn't exactly the course to whistler's cove but that's okay there's this need that's driving you to just 
go off course just a little bit. All of the sailors that do this all the time, they seem anxious, they seem confused, because ahead there is like a storm. After about another half day moving towards it, it's getting bigger and bigger, and they also comment that the storm isn't moving. It's completely still and even smaller than they would have guessed. It's localized around this certain area. Kim, this feeling washes over you. You know that you need to get closer, that there's something that you need to see. You hear a voice that sounds very much like your own, whispering, free them, free them. Jeffrey is sliding down from the crow's nest with a um, spyglass. It's the damnedest thing up there. That storm, it ain't moving. I can't quite tell. It seems like there might be some sort of island at the center of it. Based on where we know we were headed with the coordinates, is this kind of seem like the general direction of where we're supposed to be going, or is this like obviously off course? When you get out the maps and just the amount of time that you've traveled, it seems pretty obvious that this is the point at the center of the triangle. Oh no. What? This is the center. We're not supposed to be here yet. Oh. Oh no. So do we need to be here now? Kim, is that what you're sensing? Or do we just need to be here ultimately? Can we bypass this for now? What is the impression that I got, Taz? I don't think that there was a specific time element. Like there wasn't an order of operations in this urge that you're getting. Because knowledge of any kind of order of operations here wasn't available to that version. There is just an urgency about this place that they felt deeply and that they wished that they could be accomplishing, that she could be here to do and clearly couldn't. And so she, it's almost like she connected, you know, less that you just saw what was happening, but that there made a connection and she tried to communicate this to you. No, uh, I didn't get like a, a command that this has to be done right now. More so just a, a, a feeling that freeing them, whoever they are, was important to her. And now she can't do that anymore and wants me to do it for her. Can it even be done now? Didn't you say we have to like deal with the outside stuff before we can deal with the middle? Cotton said, do not even try to tackle whatever's here before we take out the other circles. I don't like the idea of leaving people who are trapped, it seems like. But I don't know what to expect here. He said some some sort of... A beast? Can I take out the spyglass and look at the storm? Absolutely. Let's roll a size up. Take your plus one. Twelve. You get two. What strange secrets lie just beneath the surface? I think this takes a while to understand exactly what you're seeing. Because what you're looking at, it's almost like that area around what must be an island at the center. It's just the eye of a hurricane around it. Like the the, the billowing winds and... And dark clouds are literally moving around this island, almost like a barrier of sorts. And just the rest of the darkness, the wind, the lightning, uh, the rain, it's, is incidental around that. But besides the, just the oddity of what this looks like, studying it, you get the sense that you could get in, that the way this wind is twisting would almost assist you in getting in just fine but then you wouldn't be able to get back out again. Another way to say that, these winds are made very, very specifically to keep things in. Where's the true danger lurking? Every once in a while, you see a darkness beyond these swirling clouds, 
something mostly at water level, but on occasion you see its silhouette through the clouds much higher than you think should be possible. It looks like some sort of horrific sea creature, a leviathan of sorts, some draconic beast that is swimming lazily around this large island. It's almost unimaginably big, something that could easily scoop up this ship in its mouth. The way those winds are blowing, once we go in, we're not coming back out. Then we gotta wait. I mean, if we can get close enough, I could maybe swim under. No, there's something under the water. Almost looks like a a dragon or a leviathan. It must be ten times the size of our ship. I mean, all of the warnings against encountering this thing and then the idea of locking ourselves in with it and then the idea of locking one of us in with it, I do not think this is something we should approach yet. We will in time, naturally. We will figure out what's going on. But boy, I don't think we're equipped to deal with this yet. No, you're right. I'm sorry. I think I, I just, I was, I was reading in, in impressions of, of her thinking that it would lead me to where we wanted to go. And I, I think it, it led me to a place that was important to her. Yeah. At least we know something that we didn't know before. That's true. And at least we've seen our end goal ahead of time. That's always better than facing it in the moment. If everything's trapped inside there, let's give it a modest berth, see what we can see as we go by, but try to stay out of sight and get out of here undisturbed. Mr. Edwin, hard to starboard. Aye. Now back on track, Kim is able to navigate from this little offshoot. It takes about a week and a half travel. And as you're approaching what you know as Whistler's Cove, you notice that there's a kind of a lot of ship traffic in this area. You're seeing a few small islands that that you're passing, and the ships that you're seeing in the distance don't pay you too much mind, but they're all this um, slightly different style than what you've seen so far. They're more reminiscent of, like, Viking longships, and uh, a few give you, you know, friendly flag signaling and and things like that, just greeting. Um, You can uh, be pretty sure that they're, you know, checking you out to to see if you are uh, a danger to them just as you are to them, Um, but no one moves aggressively towards you as you make your way. And eventually you see it in the distance, a small island. Um, Just at at a glance with a spyglass, you can tell that it's kind of a busy little port. It's a pretty small island. Um, You know that Cotton had suggested that the island that disappeared was little more than a glorified sandbar with some some buildings and stuff set up. That was maybe underselling it a little. Like, you know, it certainly has some some landscape to it. You know, not exactly a mountain, but certainly some some rocky hills. You know, this would take several hours to walk across kind of a thing. Um, but there is a little bay with a port. And most of what you're seeing there are those longships that the crew here tells you that, oh, yeah, th- this is... The shoremen, like these are shoremen lands, um, many small islands through here that they travel between. And um, yeah, like it, it just kind of at a glance looks like a, a frequented little bay. Um, not exactly a, a city, certainly, but like a small, small village with buildings and stuff along the uh, docks in this bay. So do we think everyone here is in on Nash's plan or just certain people. I mean, this whole place was moved here, right? I was led to believe that the place that we're looking for is underwater, right? Uh, From your vision, it seemed like what had happened 
with that connection with that other version of yourself was certainly in some dark, submerged type area. But we know he moved an island. He moved this entire place, right? It just disappeared as far as anyone else knew. And we found it here by triangulating the other two points. But if everyone who kind of lived here and was part of here, like, did they just not tell anyone where they ended up? Are they cool with being in a new part of the sea? I mean, we know that Nash had a a bodyguard that he called the Viking. I mean, everyone seems weirdly friendly for being agents of, you know, a nefarious operation. Because we're, I mean, they don't know it's us, but they don't know who it is. This ship isn't like on the whitelist or anything as far as we know. So maybe we could just ask. Yeah. How far out are we at this point? Are we still fairly far out? Is there like a ship that's more or less on its own that we could hail out here? Yeah, sure. We could do that and like pull up alongside another ship and just be like, hey, we're we're kind of turned around. Could you show us on our map where we are? And then, you know, that might answer for us where they think they are. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay. Um, well, somebody else should do that because I am a monkey. Yeah. You're a very realistic child now. Oh, yeah. that's You did tinker. You're right. I'm lost. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> he comes down from the captain's wheel and he's like, can you show me where we are on this I'm, map? I'm lost on a boat with a bunch of adults. I speak for them now. <laughs> we have to help out with this a lot. We'll we'll show you where you are, buddy. Little runaway pirate rascal. Um, Yeah, I'll like get up in the crow's nest and try and signal for them to, to rendezvous out here on the water. Uh, Yeah, no problem. There's a, a, a long ship that signals back. Um, they seem a little defensive at first. You can tell that they are really taking in the ship, you know, the amount of cannons, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I forgot. We're just we're just a little naval battery all yeah, to ourselves. Are. We're a raft with 19 cannons. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm going to take... A, a different map, one that we have not marked up with the new location of where we're going and like m- marked with <laughs> all of the things that we're trying to destroy on it. <laughs> scribbled, scribbled all of our notes. Yeah. Kill Nash, <laughs> stop Moonchild. Yeah, uh, no problem. Um, as you get closer, it seems pretty obvious that this is the equivalent of a, uh, like a merchant ship. Uh, it seems like they have uh, lots of stuff stockpiled as they're making their way towards Whistler's Cove, um, but they seem, after a little scrutiny, comfortable enough to sidle up, and uh, this big burly dude steps up onto the rail, and um, again, like, a lot of this is, like, very Viking feeling, the way that they wear, like, furs and metal and and little caps and stuff. Um, He's got a big axe slung across his back, and he's, you know, making a little show that it is in easy reach, Um, but he, he gives a wave. Wave back. Uh, you hear him speak in some thick language. It's like a, a quick question. Ooh, oh, yikes. Um, I hold up the map and I point to it and then I just do like a sh- shoulder shrug emoji. <laughs> Emotion. <laughs> um, he kind of nods and calls over, Yes. Excellent. Are you confused about what lies ahead, maybe? And many of the people on the boat laugh. Uh, I guess more what lies here? I just don't know where we are. Yes, many feel like they are lost when they come this way nowadays. (laughs) Why is that? They are not expecting to find this island here. It is not marked on the maps and is uh, somewhat new to us as well. Oh, why isn't it marked on the maps? Is it, like, special? 
I would say so, an island that appears from nowhere. Sounds worth checking out. What's what's going on there? That's what we're going to find out ourselves. We've heard word of this place. Friend of mine say, nothing much special besides some seaborn. We don't see them out this way very much. So it's a little bit of novelty, but uh, we're going to trade and see what I have going on there. Uh, neat. Uh, what's your name, friend? Atina. So, Tass, it seems like these people are, like, fairly well established here already. Like, it's not a town exactly, but it's a it's a settlement already. Yeah, like, um, you know, from this far out, it's hard to tell, like, what state the buildings are in, but there is, like, a little port and, and buildings and stuff. I think I'm, like, standing behind Megan and whispering to everybody else, too. Like, I mean, I would have thought maybe we should warn them that this place might be dangerous, but boy, it sure seems like they're well set up here already. Why aren't they getting taken or eaten or whatever happened to the other victims here? This uh, cheerful Nord, does he seem to be being truthful? Yeah. Okay. The cheerful Nord. <laughs> the cheerful Nord. <laughs> Which is weird. That's the ship. That's the name yeah. of the ship <laughs> written on the side. What are you trading? What's your wear? Pickles. <laughs> this really is a task world. <laughs> Have you ever met any Seaborn before? One or two. Nice. What are they like? Uh, one was kind of an asshole. One was very lovely. Ah, well, <laughs> runs the gamut then. Yes. They're people. Most people. Either assholes or lovely. <laughs> uh, is this place known for selling anything in particular? Oh, we're just looking to sell. It seems like they are building this little settlement, so we're trying to help. I, I don't know if they have much... Besides, they uh, have what they call these whispering caves, which is where the, the name, I guess, comes from. This is what my friends tell me. Oh, so this is in the process of being built. From what I've heard, uh, there already was little settlement, but it was ratty and not uh, not built well, maybe old. And So now that it is here in uh, more lush lands, we are coming to sell and, and uh, make it a part of our little community. Unless it disappears again, I guess. Uh, how much have you heard about this place? You said a, a friend told you it was a, a good place to sell? Uh, yes, uh, they traded here a couple weeks ago and came off, said that it's lots of Seaborn and several of our people that have passed by. It seems like uh, they are letting many of us open shops and open avenues of trade now that they are a new arrival here. Who runs this place? I don't know, some Seaborn. Who was it that told you about this place? My friend, Kochu. So what's the deal with the Whispering Caves? What did Kochu tell you about that? Uh, only that uh, is kind of annoying. It uh, <laughs> sounds like when you get into the bay of those caves, there's a whistle. So that is the name of the, the Whistling Cove. But then once you get into the caves, there's uh, this sort of echoing and, and things, uh, tricks of the ear. He said it was not as interesting as he hoped. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just wondering if Dorva's got a gun to their head, so to speak, and is baiting a trap. You know, is having Shoreman send word back to bring their friends so that they've got more food because it's not currently coming from Plankton. Maybe Kochu turned. Maybe Kochu's already dead. I might be too paranoid, but just for what we believe to be a very dangerous place, this seems awfully amicable. No, I don't think you're too paranoid. I mean, I the brief impression that I got of Dorva was that he was willing to do anything to save the Seaborn, including lead some of his own people to die. Uh, speaking of which, Kim, you might want to put on some sort of disguise or something in case Dorva is running this place. 
that's a good idea. But also, I'm curious how he would react if he saw me spook him a little bit. Well, I agree, but I feel like that should be on your terms. What if he sees you while you're out walking around? Yeah, but like a hat doesn't really go with this outfit. Oh my God. <laughs> um, Maybe we just keep the friendly vibe with these people for now. And once we get on the island, we can take a little more of a look around and give him a warning if we see something. I feel like it would just be really suspicious all of a sudden for us to be like, hey, by the way, especially since we don't know for sure if they don't know anything. We don't want to give away our knowledge right now before we find the circle or any more information. There's just so much we don't know. That's true. I guess they could be the bait. Maybe they're shoremen who have already been turned and they're trying to lure us in. Hey, man, there's a lot of whispering going on. If you're going to try to attack, I I have a big fucking axe, you know. Oh, we're just talking about how cool your axe looks, actually. Um... Uh, we we were just we were just saying that like you seem really cool and that maybe we all could get together at like a tavern or something uh, when when you're done selling your wares. That sounds like bullshit, but I like the flattery. Yeah, let's hang out. Okay, maybe we can go do like an excursion or something. Some like check out the caves or swim with some dolphins or something. Um, he he ducks back to do a little bit of similar whispering with with some of the crew, and they nod. If what you... are you saying? And then and he <laughs> he turns back around. None of us know what means excursion. Uh, it's like uh it's like when you go to a place for fun. Like it sounds like there's a bunch of fun stuff. They're like they're like extracurricular activities. Yeah, we we said the part about we should hang already. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just like but but like do an activity. I like that he he's like we don't know what excursion means. So you hit him with extracurricular instead. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think they're on the up and up. I I tried to do a vibe check on them and there was no role. <laughs> so I, Whatever I, don't, that means. I don't think you have to worry about them being bait. <laughs> okay, well, Landar is clearly losing her mind. So. <laughs> they they have obviously <laughs> corrupted her mind and made her think that they're fine. So we know for sure they're bad guys. We're not your fucking tour guides or nothing, so we're going to keep going. Yeah, good luck. We'll definitely uh, see you around. Yes. All right, well, I guess let's just pull into port and like see what the fuck's going on here. Yeah, like we're not going to learn anything from here, it seems like. No, and this place is not presenting obvious symptoms that are observable like I thought it would be. Like, it seems like we're just going to have to get in there, which is a real bummer. Oh, also, uh, I'm really glad that he didn't ask me what my name was because I didn't know if I should lie about that or be using fake names in case Nash has laid any sort of like look out for somebody named Jake or Megan or... And the uh, ship actually does a quick Yui and pulls back around. I didn't catch your name. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I just start like loudly ringing the bell over him talking. I can't <laughs> hear you. <laughs> it's because you're ringing the bell. Bye. Dinner. It's dinner time. It's very important. It's I'm a growing boy. <laughs> <laughs> I need dinner. <laughs> I mean, if we want to do nicknames or code names, I kind of thought that Nash didn't really know who I was, but I guess maybe he does now after the last world that we went to. I'd guess at this point, he's at least got a file with everyone's name in it, even if he doesn't necessarily think they're important yet. Also, if there were different versions of us in this world, maybe they had interactions with these people before. We, I mean, we know there was a Megan. We know that there was a Jake. We know that there was a Kim here even. So even if they aren't looking for us, us, they might be looking for a different version of us that we also look like and have the same name. Uh, God, we haven't done that at any of the last places. I, I'm not disagreeing with the idea. I'm just 
I can't believe we're doing it on the third stop and not the first. <laughs> Better late than never. Yeah, I guess. Also, the last world was mostly uninhabited. <laughs> no, not the last world. The last places we've the last, stopped. Oh, the yeah. last, the last two towns we've yeah. been to. The last hugely populated cities we've been to. Edwin nods. I'll be Franklin. I'm a little boy. Perfect. And my name is Josiah. <laughs> That's really good. I actually... Can I be Josiah? I like that. We can't all be Josiah. I'm fine with being Franklin instead if you want to trade. <laughs> I'll yeah, be Josephine. Oh, oh, that's good. Do you want Josephine? I kind of like that. Okay, you can have Josephine. I'll be Josephine then. I'll I start steering else. the ship towards the town. <laughs> <laughs> Edwin, that's your last swap. That's your, you got three? And I'll be Edwin. <laughs> 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 all right, so heading into port. Yes. All right. So you have no trouble getting into the little bay, docking. It is a bustling little, not even quite a village, but it does. Like, it looks a little run down. Um, it looks like most of the buildings haven't been used a lot until recently. Um, you know, there are people coming in and out. It just doesn't look like anyone's taken really the time to make anything look nice. Um, just most of it's just a little, yeah, a little dingy, a little, little run down. Um, but you're seeing a lot of shoremen. Uh, most of the bay is filled with shoreman ships, and uh, you are certainly seeing a decent amount of seaborne. These uh, forms with that just bizarre, iridescent, scaly skin that seems to shift its color depending on how the light's hitting it. I want to go frolicking about the town like an excited little boy <laughs> who's happy to be in a new port, uh, and I want to try and surreptitiously look for evidence of like the fate of the last people in this settlement. Like... You know, is there, am I going to move a barrel and find a, a blood stain that was missed behind it or something like that? All right, let's see a size up on that. Nine. You can get a hold one or you can get an extra if you stick your nose somewhere you shouldn't. Uh, what strange secrets lie just beneath the surface? Okay, so in looking around, I think this is, you know, equal parts just listening to the chatter and inspecting these buildings. I mean, there's maybe a couple dozen buildings total um a lot of it just seems like little merchant shops set up uh certainly a couple of pubs um and some larger areas that might be like the closest thing to a apartment type buildings and one very large house that's sort of at the back of everything and up on the hill a little higher so that mix of of inspecting everything listening to the chatter you're getting the idea a lot of what atina had mentioned that people are are coming in and filling this space up more now, but you're you're really getting the vibe that that's pretty new within the last couple of weeks, that this place really was dingy and empty. Like, there just weren't people using any of this space. The only space that really seems like it is upkept is that larger house on the hill. So I think with the way people are talking about how long they've been here and, you know, hearing some of the shoremen talk about, you know, being given the opportunity to, you know, run the pub or to open one of the apartment areas and so on, it seems like you're putting together this picture of this place being empty. You know that the people running it don't want it to be empty. They need food. They need to feed this moon child. And so now that it's filling up again, these places are getting more use. They're getting back into the flow of things. Like, it's it just what had happened to the people before is... The people in charge probably used up all the food and went a long time without any active hunting, and so everything just went to shit. And now that they've moved it here, 
they've got a prime parking spot for where a lot of people are coming and going and they have a lot better hunting available. Okay. Um, I'm going to, to take the additional hold. I think I get too caught up in my little scamp roll and I stick my nose somewhere I shouldn't. Um, but I want to know where's the true danger lurking? Yeah, most of the rest of the town seems innocuous. Like they just are people coming and going, trying to do their thing. But that house... That house is creepy because it's it's pretty big. It's the closest thing to a mansion in in times like these. Um, just a just a really big kind of squared off building, and everything is locked up very tight. And the windows are like shuttered, like it is kept very very dark in there. Um, it, it it's hard to see in. Can't really make out who or what is there, with the exception of you know getting close enough to peek through. You are certainly seeing forms. You're seeing that shifting color of iridescent scales on a number of humanoid forms inside. And you also are pretty sure that one of them sees you as well at one point as you're peeking through the cracks of these shutters. Um, But very quickly, they snap completely shut as if completely trying to block you off and block off all the light coming in. All right, then I will scamper back to the ship and the rest of the crew. I, th- I think we had the right answer. I think that this is bait. They are luring in new people because they ran out of people to feed on that were already here. They moved this island to like a higher traffic part of the sea so that people would come across it. They could basically fatten up the population and then harvest them. I also noticed that you see the, the creepy house up on the hill? Uh-huh. It's all locked down. I took a peek inside and I could see that there were figures in there, humanoids, scaled Oh, it's definitely haunted. Uh, maybe. Maybe ghosts or maybe just Dorva and their ilk, but they spotted me, I think, because they slammed those shutters pretty good. So maybe those were the only people who were still here when the island moved? Like the, the town? The townsfolk, I think, were long dead and nobody else was coming by. And they said, we got to put this place somewhere that more people are going to show up. Scoot it to coordinates XYZ. Now some people will pass by and we'll get new food. You said they kept the shutters closed when you went by or snapped them shut? Yeah, it was dark as hell in there. It's like they didn't want anybody to see in and they didn't want any light to get in either. I wonder if that means if we're going to try to check that place out, we should do it before the sun comes down. Yeah, if the, you know, being here is called the moon child, I would imagine they're maybe the most strongest with the moons out. Maybe they can't be in the sun. Yeah, I don't know how vampires work here, but if Pepper Anson is making other vampires and you got a group of people locked away in a house keeping the sunlight out might have a nest maybe i did see shimmering scales in there though so at least some of them are probably just the seaborn on guard who are feeding people to the moon child i mean they could also be vampires we don't really know what kind of vampire pepper anson is how she turns Uh, people well if we were going to do that i feel like we should then maybe try and get some of these other shoremen on our team first because if we broke into what appears to be the governor's mansion and started haranguing whoever's already here in front of a bunch of confused civilians who don't know who's good and who's bad, we might just end up with three times as many enemies. How full does this town seem to be? Like these buildings and shops, um, you know, if I, if I was a, a group of vampires and I wanted to fill up the city and then maybe destroy their ships, like does it seem like it's getting pretty full or... Like, are, like, would they be pulling the trigger soon, or would they yeah, be waiting or longer? Yeah, or does it seem like we've got a while before they would want to, 
like make a move. Also, is this going to be like a mass harvest or is this going to be like get this to be a high traffic area and then just like slowly people take slip people. away? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I just I don't think there is overtly a way to get an instinct on that unless you spend some time and like watch the flow of traffic. See, you know, if this is a typical day, if like more people are coming to fill the place up or mm-hmm. if it's on a decline or I, I think you'd have to either spend some time or really just get out and talk to people and get the lay of the land on that. How many people did Kim see being sacrificed in her vision? It was a couple dozen, like a unit, like an attack unit, essentially. And is that like what she eats at a time or a period of time? Kim didn't see herself die, right? It's true. I'm still operating under the assumption that maybe, maybe I lived. This is like zombie apocalypse that one survivor that you wish didn't have in your group, you're like, I thought maybe I was special. Like, yeah, I've been bitten, but, you know, maybe I'm the one who survives. <laughs> yeah. I think getting some shoremen on our side is not a bad idea, but I think we need to get some more information. I mean, this is kind of being set up as a merchant town, so maybe let's shop. Let's go around and see, you know, maybe if there's anything useful that's being sold and listen in on some conversations, maybe ask some questions. And we're supposed to meet up with Atena and his crew later. So maybe this place has a nightlife. We can get I'm some answers. I'm afraid it's got too much of a nightlife. <laughs> but that's not a bad idea. I do need a new outfit, so I'm not recognized by Dorva. For context on this place, there's probably like between five and 600 people here. So it's not a huge crowd, but like certainly enough that you can get lost in a crowd. Um, especially with kind of how small and how few buildings there are. Like, everybody's kind of concentrated in the same area. So um, even without it being thousands and thousands of people, it, it seems like a pretty bustling little spot. I can go post up somewhere, just keep an eye on that big mansion and sound the alarm if it seems like anything's going to go wrong while you all mill about town and see what you can learn. Okay. May I borrow the spyglass? Yes. Thank you. All right, so Jake heading up to find a spot to watch. Yeah, I think I'm looking for like a tree up on that hill somewhere. uh, And I'm going to actually like stash my clothes and stuff like in the underbrush and just be a monkey in a tree. It's a wonderful disguise. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) And the rest of you? So what kind of like what kind of places should we split up to if the idea is to gain intel and get the shoreman on our side? Like, we got to find out if, one, they would believe in this kind of stuff. Like, oh, there's monsters here or whatever. Or we got to get a sense of, like, what's their community spirit like? Like, do they stick together, work together? Or are they, like, in factions and some third thing? <laughs> <laughs> that will reveal itself when at the appropriate time. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely wanting to speak to merchants, speaking to other customers or people who are like selling their wear i'm going to a bar or a tavern like anywhere where anywhere that the 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 vibe is pleasant you know what i mean like anywhere asking questions isn't going to be like a weird thing especially since this is such a new establishment i think it's expected that there would be some questions about what's going on i think it would maybe be useful to find out what kind of general like suspicions people have here to begin with that if we didn't think they were going to believe the truth would still maybe be enough to mobilize them. Was there a harbor master, like someone checking in ships when we came? Everybody showed up in an abandoned town and one guy went, I'm just going to start charging everybody who shows up after me. If no one is, 
That's what I'm about to start doing (laughs) to try to gain intel on like what's being brought here, what's being sent out, how many of these people are showing up and planning to stay, how many of them are just coming to to sell and leave again. Uh, I'll tell you, I sure hadn't thought about there being one and the size of this town. I don't think there is. So, yeah, there's a harbor master in town now. (laughs) I'm going to amazing. I'm going to go over and start like checking in ships and seeing like how long you plan to stay and Uh, luck for Landara. That's great. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good call. Megan, do you want to go shopping? Always. Yeah, let's go. All right. So Landara, as you're doing this, like, are you going to ships that had already been here and like like checking in with them too or just waiting for new ships like what time is it probably mid-afternoon okay yeah i will make the rounds of all the ships that are here um and and check in with them and you know if there's anybody on board see if they plan to stay docked for the night if they are planning on taking off how long are they gonna want this space okay is there Anything specific you're looking for while you're doing this or just trying to get that general feel of the flow? Because that, if you just spend enough time, you'll you'll get. But if you're looking for anything specific, it might be a roll. I think the only thing that I would be on the lookout for, like specifically, is is there anyone that pushes back? Like, is there someone out here on the docks with the merchants and stuff that might actually be connected with the people in that house. So they're like, well, no, what do you, you shouldn't be here. What are you talking about? Who told you to do this kind of thing? All right. So I think you do certainly get some pushback. It seems like some of this is just from people that have been frequenting here and they seem confused by this. There are some just attitudes that you're getting for the sake of them having attitude. Mm. Yes, I've worked in public service before. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think give me a hoodwink here as you do this to just prove that you're legit to these people. Okay. I'm going to spend that point of luck I just got. Okay. 11. Hell yeah. Okay. So I think there's one, I think you can learn something from this with that full success, is that there is one group in particular that they are like a shoreman ship, but it is filled mostly with seaborne, but there are a few shoremen as well. And uh, there is a seaborne captain that's giving you a little pushback, but you're just so convincing. I, I can't imagine Landara being like authoritative about anything, but you know, maybe <laughs> that that just happened to squeak through here. And he's like, "Did Dorva set up this position? Who else do you think would have?" He gives you like a slow nod and looks at a few of the other ships, and he gives you a little wink. Oh. Very good. It is good to track the comings and goings of the ship and to have an authority that is aware of where they have gone. Yes. Just like I know, I don't really need an answer from you because I have a feeling this ship's not going to move. I think we will stay for a while. I make a note on the clipboard. And uh, that ship in particular is pretty far down in the bay. Like, there's a spot for another ship or two, maybe, to fit next to them, but... That would be it. They're almost at the end with that little of little bit of open space. What's the name of the ship where those folks are located? This ship is called the Red Herring. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I will make a special note about the Red Herring and continue on my path. Excellent. Over the day, a few more ships do come and go. There is uh, one decent-sized ship that does pull into that furthest spot on the opposite side of the Red Herring, um, just selling various cargo. 
and they uh, indicate that they'll probably stay for a few days to see the sights. So Kim and Megan are out doing a little sightseeing and shopping. What are you looking for? Are you looking to to find anything out about the town in general or just kind of see what's going on? First of all, I'm going to, uh, I'm like, I'm like that girl who comes to the Ren Fair and like buys her whole outfit there. I'm just, (laughs) I'm just like shopping around this town, like picking up, picking up various new uh, costume pieces. But yeah, what do we want to do? What's our approach here, dearest? Uh, I think, yeah, I'm just mostly mostly asking about how long has this been up and running? Like, who's in charge here? Where are the parties at? You know, just trying to be like, (laughs) I am here for fun, but I'm just really curious about the situation. Sure. I think a lot of people are willing to talk to you about this because even they think this is a novelty. Like, it's really interesting to them that suddenly an island has appeared here so close to the rest of of most of their lands. Um, So, you know, you'll talk to a few shopkeepers that indicate that, you know, they've only been around a couple of weeks. Um, I think it's kind of hard to find an exact answer of like the date that it appeared, but it Mm -hmm. couldn't have been more than a couple of months. Um, But yeah, most of the shopkeepers and stuff have been here not much longer than a month, if that. Um, A lot of it is, you know, them rebuilding the inside of, of these shops. Like that is what is the nicest is, you know, they're doing the obvious thing. They're making these spaces their own and, and able to be worked out of even if they haven't gotten to the kind of rundown outsides yet. So I think once that's established, that kind of conversation about what this place is, that's when I want to start leading it into like, don't you think that's kind of weird? What happened to the stuff that was here before? And like, I heard something about some weird caves, like kind of like leaning into that gossip side of things of like, okay, but what's like the cool stuff around here? Nice. Um, Give me a size up. Where's the ghost tour? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Six. Uh, I would like to help out. All right. How? I'm going to spend a bond with Megan and I'm just like trying on different necklaces in this shop and just chanting, ghost tour, ghost tour. <laughs> Uh, all right, that will bump you up to a seven, so you get a hold one or possibly a two. Definitely what strange secrets lie just beneath the surface. Absolutely. So this is certainly gossip, but that kind of gossip where you're like, look, I'm pretty sure that this is happening, but I can't give you exact names and so on. So what you're what you're hearing is that uh, if you find the right people, there are some people that will take people on tours into the Whispering Caves. And uh, that it is, it's supposed to be haunted. And that's what they think all of the whispering is and that high-pitched, bizarre, siren-like whistle uh, over the the bay. But the real gossip on that isn't just that you can find someone that'll take you deeper in than, than most people would. The story is that people keep disappearing from those tours. Oh, shit. I think part of why people aren't really... Sure, like they don't have names per se. They, you know, aren't, you know, just full out saying, hey, look, somebody's like taking people in there and like killing them or something. It's because they can't really track down any specific people that have seen it for sure. But it keeps being that friend of a friend situation where it's like, no, my buddy went on that tour and he hasn't come back yet. Uh, and I think just getting swept up in the conversation uh, I'm I'm definitely going to stick my nose <laughs> somewhere I shouldn't. Uh-oh. Like, I, I'm just not thinking about being as cautious as I should. Um, and uh, I'm going to pry a little bit further and ask, uh, what here is useful to me and my crew? So, obviously not everybody that goes on these little tours are disappearing or else they couldn't maintain it. There are only a few 
stories of that happening, right? So I think you put together like some of the stories these people are telling and examples and like uh, maybe even talking to a few people that have been on the tour and are like, yeah, like this is really cool, but it was my buddy that set it up and that kind of thing. The ones where the people seemed like they were safe, where they got to do it and come back from it, were people that were established as having a network, like having a lot of people around them. It would be noticeable if they just disappeared on this tour, right? Mm -hmm. So it's more of the little single or double parties going that were the ones disappearing. It also occurs to you in talking with Kim and you guys in these conversations that wherever her counterpart was killed, where this trap happened, it was some subterranean, cave-like, watery place So if you guys could get a good look at that place and feel safe about doing it, that's probably the closest you're going to get to Malia without showing your cards and just going on a full-out assault on these enemies and just trying to hunt her down. You want to go find somewhere to have a drink? Love to. Jake, you have made your way into a tree overlooking the the little village and the house. Um, What's the plan? Just... Just waiting for anything to happen. See what you can see. I get set up in my tree. And I'm like looking at the house. And then I'm like, this branch is actually really comfortable. <laughs> and like I notice the breeze that's coming in off the ocean. And then I wake up. It's like when later. Cass <laughs> fell asleep in Starhold. <laughs> on the cot in the prison. <laughs> hey, I'm mad at it. I understand. <laughs> I am basically keeping an eye out for anything that moves within that house or anything that goes into or comes out of that house. So my quick question then for all of you is, did you split off to do these tasks with the knowledge of like, I'm doing the thing till I do the thing? Are you like meeting back at a certain time? Like how much time are you all willing to spend on these tasks before you wave off and meet back up again? I imagined that I was here overnight. Okay, cool. Yeah, like that makes sense that you're there to see what the house does when the sun goes down. Yeah. And what might change when the sun comes back up. And at that point, I'd probably be like, well, I know what happens in the daytime already, so I'm good to leave for now. I think for us, it would just be like meeting at the tavern to drink with the other. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if we're meeting at a bar, that's going to be like an all night affair. So, (laughs) yeah, and you you will find that Atina is up for up for the party. Um, So then if you are staying here overnight, Jake, go ahead and give me uh, another size up. I think since you are watching the house specifically and the comings and goings that um, you can get some stuff here. 11. Get a hold too. Uh, What here is useful to me or my crew? As you're watching, I'm not even sure that you can quite tell in the darkness like where they came out of. It's just a little blur of of movement, of motion, and and a glint in the light that tips off that two forms are moving low and quickly down the the grassy hill and towards the town. It seems, as you're tracking their progress, that they're not quite heading into town. It seems like they're skirting around the edges. They're trying to avoid being seen, avoid like breaking the line of buildings. It seems like they're moving around the village to get to the furthest ship out at the docks. Is the ship that they're sneaking to... The same one that Landara saw? Oh, like the same one that like that I talked to the people on who seemed to be kind of in on it? Yes. Oh, um, from the trajectory they're taking, they're going wide. 
it seems like they would be coming up on whatever ship is just past that one furthest out on the dock. Where's the true danger lurking? The last thing that you see before they kind of not slip completely out of your view, I think you have an idea that you could follow if you needed to, but before they crest the hill towards the village, the last thing that you see is one of them turning to check the perimeter, to check if they're being followed. And in its mouth, you clearly see two large vampiric fangs. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The buyer awaits your decision, poised as one both ready for a fight and assured of its outcome. I'll have that relic now. That cool pretty boy have more healing. We gonna need it. You guys might. One of you dies and I'm running for it. So don't. We'll have to use every advantage and we've not many left. So I'm confused. Uh, What am I supposed to say to him? Marcus, it's a role-playing game. Right. So you're this holy guy, Benedict. Right. And he's just joined this adventuring party. Right. Why? Because we needed someone to heal us and not ask questions. Dumb! What? Any reason you want, Marcus. That's the great thing about this game. You can be anyone you want. Do anything you want for any reason, so long as it's true to your character. Cool. I totally got this. Uh, Wait, but... This artifact belongs to my church, and as such, I cannot part with it for any price. (laughs) Uh, what did I say? Kill them all! The Ordinary Epic, a podcast series about the extraordinary, the ordinary, and something in between. Listen now at theordinaryepic.com or on your favorite podcast app.